Welcome to Toffee TV. It is the final word. Brighton and Hove Albion 1, Everton 5. Brighton 1, Everton 5. This isn't a black. This is real. Mm. This is real. Joined by Jack Clearly. in the studio. Pev. And Jack going to discuss that 5-1 victory for Everton, which I won't get tired of saying. I might say Never. it a few more times in this programme, but... Jack, the hope was that Everton could get something from the game, but surely we didn't think a 5-1 win would be one of those things that we could get from it. Game that we really could have done with getting something from, but I think we were all resigned to, we won't. <laughs> and probably looking at Wolves a little bit more, Wolves and Bournemouth, as if we can get four points from Wolves and Bournemouth, we maybe we'll be okay. Mm. Probably do with six points from those two games. I think this wasn't one of the games we were looking at a few weeks ago going, that's one we can mm. win there, you know, Brighton mm. are flying this year, in the hunt for Europe, playing really good football. Yeah. And not just to win, 5-1. Yeah. 5-1, what are you saying? But Everton don't smash teams. Mm. No. We never smash anyone. Play a League 2 team and not smash them. That's just not who we are. Just A, the quality, and B, the mentality. It's not who we are. It's not what mm. we do. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, Ped, we, we were saying last week, could we could we possibly nick something there yeah. even a draw just to try and keep momentum going and I think after Leicester we were we were a bit deflated because it felt like even though it was good we didn't allow Leicester to then the win and get away from us we still felt like if Everton yeah. maybe would have gone for it they'd win it but we, we didn't surely we didn't expect this so right no but I think we said on the preview didn't we could it could we do what we never do? Could mm -hmm. we just have a day where, where you look at other teams and go, how have they pulled that off? We never seem to do that. Or maybe we do at times and we don't we don't recognise those days, yeah. I suppose. Um I think you know, when going into the game yesterday, after what after seeing what, what Fulham did to Leicester, mm -hmm. you looked at it again and I was thinking every time we've played a team and took a point and it looked like it was a decent point. One, their next fixture or a few fixtures on, you look at it and think, these are, you know, Chelsea with the 2-2, two -two, Forrest with the 2-2, two -two, Spurs at home where you think the stupid sending off, which obviously affected massively the next few games with the Corey being out the side. You look at it thinking, you know, you know Newcastle go to, sorry, he went to Newcastle, didn't he, Spurs, and the six, they go 5-0 down after like 25 minutes, and you're thinking, and no, we wouldn't have done that to them, but you're thinking... Where we grabbed the point, it just it just it felt like it felt deflating. So we, I suppose, coming into this game, you looked at their results and you just think, there's no there was no pressure on it. I suppose as well, mm. maybe that took the pressure off. Um, and listening to Sean Dyche and it, when you're in the moments and things, especially as a fan, I mean, you do this all the time. It, there's no experience. There's no there's not an, as much you know. You can have as much experience as you want. You're never prepared because you just thinking all the time about with your heart more than anything else managers are paid to think obviously with their head and keep all the emotions and Sean Dice actually does that quite well whatever you think of him he does keep the emotions really um in check and he recognizes those moments and there was there was going saying in the Leicester game you cut out sort of the stupid two mistakes in the first half which were stupid mistakes then Everton played well against Leicester mm. and it is about cutting out those mistakes and that's as a manager that's your job isn't it you have to look the whole thing 
Whereas to us, everything's falling down, everything's burning down. And I suppose if you can cut those mistakes down one by one and or find a mistake, get rid of it, then go on to the next one. That's your job, isn't it? And sometimes you you change something and by changing it, it, it makes the situation worse or equally as bad. And you'll never you'll never get that perfect scenario till you've got it. Mm. And maybe in this game we finally got the perfect scenario, the perfect starting eleven. Dominic Calvin Loon absolutely Peak fitness, um, Yeri Mina, you know, in some kind of fitness before anything happens, and everything just seems to click into place. I mean, Jack Pad's mentioned there about obviously moving things around so you stumble on something. Yeah, it, it must be pointed out. Yeri Mina's been fit since Sean Dyche come in. Mm. He's been fit every week, been sub most weeks. He's been available. It's not like we've waited for him to come back. And there was a little bit of frustration that. The manager over the last few weeks had shown a stubborn side to him and a lot of fans were, could see the defences making mistakes and it needed changing. And obviously we had an injury to Seamus Coleman and, and then we got him back and he's injured again and out for the rest of the season. But the two big changes, but obviously Patterson was, was coming in. Was forced on him. Was forced. But he has fair play to him. He has made the change with Yeri Mina and Michael Keane for this game. And I think a lot of fans seen that 11 yesterday before the game were like, yeah, the yeah, way we saw the team before Fulham and you felt a bit of deflation. I think yesterday when you seen that and you went, you know what, fair plays made the changes today. The start obviously will come on to that, makes it great. But how did you feel when you'd seen those two changes coming? It was quite positive, to be honest. I think it was arguably our best team. Mm. On paper, you know, there's the arguments of Onana, but Ghana's been good. Mm. Last couple of games, Onana been a bit poor under yeah. Dice, I think it's fair to say. I think on paper it probably was our best team. I was quite happy with it. I think when I heard Mina was in the team, it was it was good mm. because I know we've been we've all been critical of Dice for not playing Mina, and you know last night shows rightly so. But if you view it through Dice's lens a little bit more, you know you've got a player who's often injured, unavailable. You don't want to be forced into a change, even if you've got the personnel on the bench. It's unideal. He's got key in a player who he trusts. He's managed them before and he's played very well under him before at Burnley, I think to give Dyche a little bit, of un to understand his mindset, I'm not saying it's okay, because I said myself I'd rather Mina be in the team, mm. but to, that's his mindset, isn't mm. it? And then finally he's made that change, I just wish he'd done it a bit mm. sooner, because I think if Mina's in the team for Leicester, we win there. Yeah, I think I think the frustration with me was not that everyone can go with, off the fence of Michael Keane loads of times, I think Mina's miles better than, he's miles better than all of them, I think. I think the problem I had with it was he took Connor Cody out for mistakes, for two mistakes, and that's I'm no issue with that. A manager, you've got to search for something like Ped just said that's right, that works. But I think you have to use that scale for every player then. So I think Michael Keane's made some errors since he came in. Everton have conceded a hell of a lot of goals, and they won't all be down to him. But I think that's why you need, that's why I was calling for the change early. And I think we're at a situation now where. It is. It's got to be game by game. So even if you think, well, there's a fear over Yeri Mina being available for or lasting the 90, you've got five subs now. I think you had two subs or three subs. It's different. You've got to look and go, do we, can we afford to lose a sub early? And with five, it doesn't really matter now. And I think he got to the stage and, and fair play to him, credit to him, he's, he's been big enough to make that change. And hopefully Yeri will remain fit for the next few games. He's going to leave in the summer, let's be honest. 
but he can still play wow, a, pivot, easy, yeah. a pivotal role. He's our player. Let's use him. And he did use mm. him and it was brilliant. Uh, it was you got the start and the well, 11th spot on as well, by the way. Well, big decision as well, because actually when you think about it, bringing Nathan Patterson in as well, mm. changing the whole of the right-hand the right -hand side mm. of your, of your defence... Uh, it was a big decision. But he's going to drag someone through the game more. No, I know, but Keane he could have. Keane. He could have said, "Well, I, I didn't want to take Keane out because Patterson's coming in, mm. and I need that consistency." Mm. So it was a big decision from Dyche, and I made up. He made it because listen, it's great. Again, us sitting here, I've been calling. We've all been calling for weeks. I've been putting him in my starting eleven team for the last few weeks. Mm. It was a decision that had to be made, yeah. and he did make it. And, did. I fit, and fair play to him for doing that because Yerry Mina, you just mentioned that Yerry Mina's been back on the bench since the Brighton game the, at home. Mm. He was on the bench. He played one game against Chelsea away where we played three at the back. Uh, West Ham away, sorry. Mm. Where we played three at the back. And to bring him in from the cold, is he? Because I was thinking, oh, because knowing you call him for someone every week and then he actually does Flash play. On then, and you're it? like, yeah. oh, we better play well. But he was at it from the beginning. As you mentioned there, we've got Cody, we've got Keane, we've got plenty of options that can come in. And even if it was just for one game, I mean, Brighton loved to play those crosses to the back post, the you know, coming inside and playing those crosses. So even just him being that, having that player to its aerial presence, yeah. and he, he was he was fantastic. Now, if it's just for one game, if it's just for one game, let's say, then for a 5-1 win, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, Yerry Mina was involved in the last 5-1 win, wasn't he, away at Burnley? But yeah. that's, that's huge, yeah. huge moments. Um, and if it was just one game, then he's done his job. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, he's available for next. Hopefully, he's available for all all, all three remaining games because mm -hmm. he's a massive, massive player. Yeah. Uh, not not just size wise, but mm -hmm. he's such a. And you mentioned he's a leader. Yeah. It's he leads for that. Like, he'll have been saying to Patterson, tell him he'll be talking to him. Mm -hmm. He's such a big presence that we've missed. And you know, you saw, you go back to like the Southampton game and I'm outside and even speaking to fans. And going, I'll do everything I can. You can tell he means it. Mm. You can tell he, he he's that kind of fella. You know, again, it's this thing that you get into your head when a player is injury prone that he doesn't want to play football. Mm. It's so easy to do that, and yet, I think for the most part, I've never seen Mina bottle a game or have a have a have a truly terrible. I've, I've seen him have moments. Mm. I remember when we got beat by Arsenal three two, you know, a couple of times. And away at Newcastle, but you, you have moments where mm. they get caught. But I've never really seen them have a game where you go, "Oh my God, he stunk the place out tonight." And yet with Michael Keane, that has happened far too many times. And that's not me making a you know making no, him a scapegoat. It's just happened, hasn't it? Michael Michael it's, Keane. It's what's happened. It's what's it? happened, isn't yeah. it? Far too many times you go, oh, "Are you making scapegoats?" That's not. He's just not a good player. He's not good enough. No, he's not in, the, yeah. in this moment, he's not a good enough player. You make mistakes, and it's actually nice to have that little bit of. Have the ability, you know, everyone everyone craves this like mythical 11. play eleven that plays every week. It's not the case. You've got to keep people on the toes. Mm. The managers left James Garner, put Onana on the bench again. Mm. It could have been dead easy. Just go, no, that's my starting three. Garner that's the that's the three that got me the 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 win against Arsenal. It's mm. like no, no, it's horses for courses. You know, he's played Patterson. That was a big decision. So fair play. Oh, brilliant. And obviously Everton, Everton were on it right from the way go. Um, tremendous, absolutely tremendous start. And Patterson does really well, gets nice and tight, gets a block in and, and we go from there. And Awobi opens it up and a great bit of skill by Dom. We just got a couple of steals from the first goal, actually. So we just have a little look at these when we 
they come on screen in a sec i'll just keep filling until ned puts them on still keep filling and here we go sized it so but fair play good preparation from ned um as we can see everton i've just won the ball back alex Obobi there and i've got dominic calvert loom with the arrow once to get in behind lewis duncan this is what this set the tempo really for what everton were doing high up the robbing the ball and then because brighton do commit it leaves spaces in between but what you have to do is have people who want to get up there there's got to be the want and the desire to get up there we take it on to the next one here we got so again Wobi has laid that in and Dom it's gone into Dom and the arrow is where he's going to go and you see Adelaide Decore getting ready to break in as well Alex Wobi set off on a run as well we take it to the next one here we go we're coming in now Dom's got the ball and you see Decore he's got himself almost 1v1 here and we're away and that's the pace of Calvert Lumen as well he's had the little turn he's got away we take it on again and that would have been a ball that I think most of you are thinking, most of I'm thinking, is that put that across there and it's, up, it to, it's up to the core eh, to mm. make that run and get in. What Dominic Calvert-Lewin does really well, and the core, eh, and it makes me wonder whether or not it's, it, this has been something he's done in training just because of the way the core eh, steps in and steps out. If we actually take it on again, what Dom does is cut it back and the core is eh, just going to have an empty net to sweep it in. And because they have made that movement, where Dom's cut it back and the core he's gone and pulled back out, it gives himself the, you know, opens the whole goal up and he knocked it in. And 34 seconds, mm. absolutely, well, I mean, what a start, what a start. And I, you know what my initial thought was? Well, now they've got to get two to beat us because <laughs> it was that early and it was like, great start celebrating, but, you know, what can we do? The commentator starts talking, well, he scored after 44 seconds against Brentford mm. and won 1-0 and you're thinking... There's a long way yeah, to go, yeah. yeah. But it was it was a tremendous start, Jack. Wasn't well, it? I thought after that we were probably gonna sit back, and yeah. we did to a degree, but it was with the intention of counter attacking and mm. getting Brighton to open up, and that's obviously something that you should look at yeah. pre-game is how Brighton open up when they lose the ball because yeah. they push so many players into them wide spaces. And the midfielders almost become like wide number tens. Yeah, yeah. And the fullbacks push up into the midfield positions. So many times he just had two at the back. Yeah. And when you're attacking with pace, got to Corey making yeah, runs, yeah. got Calvert Lewin brilliant centre forward yeah. play. Because what we didn't mention there with that first goal is that after Patterson won the ball back for us, it was a brilliant opportunity, but it still took a, a level of skill yeah, from yeah, Calvert yeah. Lewin to make it into a chance on goal. And uh, that's the difference from the off, isn't it? Like a thick Calvert Lewin, he's fit now. Mm. You can tell he, he looks sharp. Yeah. And it was a great, uh, to be fair, it was a great ball by Iwobi because it, it enabled Calvert-Loop. The skill was brilliant, don't get me wrong. He's, he's definitely been staying behind a Finch farm, perfecting that drag back we saw at a Palace, which almost ended in a goal for him. We've seen it a few times. And it was a brilliant bit of skill. And like I say, that's something it looked like they've worked on with Iwobi. Yeah, the core has gone in and just pulled back and he's got a tap in. Absolutely but the brilliant. Good, the good thing about it was, like, you know, I've seen a few people going, oh, might have scored too early but it actually it, it enabled the plan to to be even to to work even more mm. because it said to Brighton, well, you've got to attack us more and be a little bit more open, mm. and we have seen that on the counter attack we've been we've been really really good away from home. It's why we've been scoring more goals away from home. It's, we've been opening teams up. Alex Owobi for his faults can carry the ball and open up space. Sometimes he's and we saw this against Leicester. 
he, he can be a bit, you know, loose he can be a bit loose with it. Yeah, I just might call it brain dead, but he can be a bit loose with the ball. Dwight McLean's always a wheel and runner. And now what you've got with the centre-forward, like Dominic Carvalhoon, someone who occupies the centre-backs, and that creates a space for people like the Corey. And you saw with this, both of his goals how people are fixated on what Dominic Carvalhoon's doing. And if you've got someone who's just going to pull off a little bit, like the Corey has, someone running from midfield, who's so, you know, they don't necessarily play with... Just, yeah, you know, they they not they haven't got that someone who maybe in midfield who's gonna just sit and that's his only job. Mm. So the Corey give him a little bit of freedom to pull into the spaces and we saw what that with the second goal as well. And and, and that what you gotta do is gotta give a lot of credit there to Awobi and to, to to especially Dwight McNeil, but but Awobi as well, of course, because they played right on the edge because mm. early on in the game, Patterson was was um was getting torn a little bit. Mm. But it, it was if Awobi had got too involved, then he couldn't have done the other side of the game. Mm. So they play both of them play right on the edge, and that yeah. that takes a lot of discipline. It also takes you know um, a lot of co- decent coaching, and it, there's a desire as well. Take mm. because you can you can have players who they've been given a job and they go, uh, I, I don't mind going that way, but I'm not really going to do it the other way. Mm. And that's what I think showed, especially from Dwight McNeil. I mean, you look at if you look at Dwight McNeil's heat map from the game, there's a big red blob in the box, their box, but also in our corner there's a big red blob, which shows how much he was trying to help. Certainly in that second, second half, half, where it got a little bit difficult for Michalenko being one on one with with um, Sully March, and and he, he, you know you've got to give a lot of credit to them and, and the role the managers assigned both of them. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. Awobi was brilliant. He was, and he does. He frustrated Alex Obobi because he's got that vision. He plays them passes. He is going to give the ball away because that's them passes. You it's where it. you give the ball you away. Though, and it? that was what I was going to come on to. He gets stick for, A, he doesn't score enough goals. Mm. It's just a fact whether people, some people like it or don't. And other times he is loose with the ball. Sometimes he just gives possession away cheaply in the wrong areas but I don't mind them giving away in the final third no. trying to play through balls they and can't that, score from there can you exactly and, he, and that's where he is at his best but his work rate he's you know he, he, last night him and McNeil work rate was incredible but it was breaking and Everton you know Patterson did have a rough 15 minutes with Matoma but then got to grips with him and I think Matoma's tremendous and has been brilliant all season and he dealt with him brilliantly but the second goal it's a fantastic breakaway we'll have a look again we've got the stills for the second goal here and Everton have made another quick break and you've got the ball to Dwight McNeil and this again like Pet's just been talking about Abdelai Decora here you've got a Wobie Dom's there Brighton and wondering what Dom's going to do a Wobie's there free and look at the space for um, Abdelai Decora to charge into if we take it on McNeil's looking up Again, the core he's just got to follow that arrow into that space again because of Calvert Lewin and because of a Wobie there getting dragged across to the ball. We take it on again. The core is there. McNeil looks up to tremendous ball from Dwight McNeil, just hangs it up. The core in loads of space. We go on one more. Now, is he going to pull it down? Where you think and pull it down, you're on your own with the keeper, but he has the confidence. So we take it on again. He has the confidence to just volley it first time and think the next. The next one has shown a volley. There it yeah. is. 
tremendous finish past Steele. And, and that's not an easy. That's not an easy finish. No, no, because there's not a lot finish. of pace on the cross. No, the pa the cross was was it's just delivered. to clear what's there. It was all. delivered yeah. accurately, and it was mm -hmm. a great ball. But there's there's the, that's not an easy one. To mm -hmm. It's a brilliantly controlled finish Measured with just it, enough pace to beat the goalkeeper mm -hmm. and and to go two 0 up after that. You know that quickly. Yeah, fantastic. And again, I think I said this to you on another show, Pedro. We now seeing. The Abdelaide yeah. Corey we thought we were buying, obviously, when we bought him. He was asked to almost babysit James Rodriguez, wasn't he, to sit in that. And I think other managers have they've moved him about a little bit. But he's quite clearly the most comfortable when he can break into a penalty area. The thing about the Corey is, is because of his size and how he gets around the pitch, he's been used far too many times in a two. Because it's like, well, he can, he can, he's got the legs now to, to cover other players, and that actually takes away from what he's good at. And we saw it; I think we saw it early on. But he says was using him a little bit higher up. I remember going back to the Arsenal game when when we beat them two one. We we made a sub. I think we brought Gomez on yeah, we did, in the yeah. second half, and Pushed it meant the core could push higher up the pitch, yeah. and that's his position. Mm. You know those runs. This, that's a desire and a commitment where you see people who score goals from midfield. Intelligent for intelligent forward play takes the centre centre backs away, and then it's a case of like, have have the opposition midfield got the same? Are they switched on? Have they got the discipline? Mm. Are they caught up ball watching? And that's what sometimes it's why goal scoring midfielders are just worth the weight in gold, mm. and we haven't seen that from the core enough. And what? What Sean Dyche is, is is fine with him is a player that will who who, who you know this is a player he was, and run he was on his he was on his way he was out. on the way out mm. you know the, Lampard didn't have a clue the how to use own, him. he was yeah because he'd fallen out with them because mm. he didn't have a clue how to use him didn't get, know how to get the most of him you know playing five at the back rather than playing a midfield a strong midfield and what it, what he's shown in in under I mean it's again we said before. Where Dice has gone wrong recently, you just didn't have a clue how to replace him. Because maybe there wasn't any way to replace him, but messing about with the team led to just a Frankenstein setup mm -hmm. where it should have been like, well, we'll just replace him with another player and just leave the leave the skeleton in place. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. He started tinkering. But that goes back to Decore being a massive tit against well, Spurs. I mean, ultimately, Decore, you can you can bemoan Dice and say, well, he should have done this. That fella is. 29 years of age mm. he should you know he shouldn't be putting his hands on anyone's face in the Premier League no. I mean Jack obviously the goals are the key aren't they from midfield Everton haven't got anyone who scores goals from midfield he's on four now he's only basically played since February he played the first game and a half, got injured a filler in the second game after 20 minutes and went off and then Lampard left them out didn't he put them on every now and again again since Dice has come in and, and threw him in there and all of a sudden he's got four goals and, and that's that's going to be key for us the last couple of games. Well, in his correct role and position and mm. style of play, he's got four goals in less than half of a season where mm. the games, if he'd been played in that role all season, you know, statistically he's like, he's on at least eight goals, isn't he? Mm. Which from a, a midfielder, from any team really, he's amazing, but a team mm. fighting relegation, it's massive. And it's just a shame it's took so long and it's, Took only Sean Dice being able to see that's his role. That's his, just that's what he did at Watford's. That's what got him yeah. the move. That's what had him on a lot of teams' radars before mm. they were relegated. And I think because Decore, he sort of got the build and like almost the style in a sense of a just a runner in midfield because he can't get about the pitch and because he's clumsy on the ball. You wouldn't expect that of almost your your number ten as your favourite forward midfielder. Yeah, yeah. 
you think of that type of player, you think of Kevin De Bruyne. He's not that at all, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. You don't have to look for a player well, in that side... style to put them in that position. And the other side of it is, it does actually release them from being a player who gets caught mm. on with the on the mm. ball in the in the half in of the, the pitch. Dish, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. He, he's someone who goes. He can it, help out at the back. He does. Well, he but... presses really well. Mm. Physically, he's got he's a he's a big lad. So mm. offset pieces defensively and attacking wise, he's going to be good. But he actually frees him up from what he's not good at, which is being on the ball. Doesn't it massively help though with Don being there because obviously oh, of course, Dominic yeah. Carvalho no, no, will take course. it and he'll protect it and now he's got to run it. Of course, but and also it's not even just that, it's the fact that like we've seen like we've seen for certainly the second goal, Don will take centre they were terrified of Don. Don mm. was brilliant first half. Mm. Um but it, it frees up that space. But what it does is, you know, certainly when this game you've got James Garner who is good on the ball. So therefore, you've got someone on good on the ball in the right area, yeah. and you've got the. It's it's so stupid, isn't it? Because it's just like you surely managers should be able to look at plays and go, what can what what are what their you best bring? assets? Where does this? Where do you want this player on the pitch? You don't you don't want the Corey in the on the halfway line, you know, deep on the ball trying to set things in motion. You want a good ball player in there, and that's where maybe that's where again. What he's found in this game is Garner's good on the ball, so he keeps the ball. Mm. Jason Garner guy wins the ball back and gives it to someone like Garner, and then the core benefits from that. And if you're playing on the counter attack, he can help spring that. So, listen, I'm not saying it's going to work all the time. Mm. I'm not saying it's going to. I don't know what it, what it, but it's certainly what is going to help. And where we've been talking the last few weeks against uh, about someone grabbing games by the scruff of the neck, I think it was three or four in this game, and that's what was so so important. We did go and score a third goal, obviously, again, committing them forward. And that's actually, Alex Awobi played the ball too soon. He made a brilliant run and a brilliant break. And it, all he has to do is drive into the penalty area. And he, he's trying to play almost an impossible ball, which is curl it round the back. Classic. I'm having a go with him because he was Iwobi, great. Yeah. He was great the way he broke. But if he'd have gone on, he'd have made his pass easier. But the core keeps it alive. And then obviously Dwight McNeil catches up, skins the lad brilliantly. And then just puts a ball across and, okay, it's unfortunate for Luke Steele. He, he's gambled one way, hasn't he? He's gone one way and it's hit his foot and gone in. If he leaves it, Dominic Calvert-Lewin may tap it in at the back post as a, him and a Brighton defender. It's hit the keeper, it's bounced in the net and it's 3-0. And, and obviously you're in dreamland, aren't you? 3-0 up after 35 minutes. The fans are, who were tremendous all day. You could hear them singing and it, it, obviously brilliant reward for them, the dancing everywhere, every, it's delirious and you're looking at it going, this is what it must be like to watch your <laughs> boss team just go away and just wait, pick teams off, bang, bang, bang. Very similar to the way Brighton picked us off at Goodison, they had more of the ball at Goodison, mm -hmm. but I just mean, we'd lose it and they'd just go, bup, bup, and it'd be a goal, wouldn't it? And it was great for us to do the, the opposite and, and brilliant for McNeil to back up the core he's run as well. But you're watching it thinking like, this is why people enjoy footy. <laughs> this is what they see in it. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was brilliant. And yeah, obviously in that, where we lost the Brighton at Goodison, I had more of the ball. Like you said, both the mm. same, just like going through butter like a hot knife, just cutting through them effortlessly. Tremendous, that's yeah. Well, nearly said um, a hot butter through a knife then, so yeah. the same. Oh, well, yeah. it'd probably be the same thing, surely, wouldn't it? Because they just run off the knife, wouldn't it? Rather than the knife going through it. But yeah, but it. carry on. Yeah, never know. No, no, but it was Not just... a test we've done, to be fair. It was nice that we didn't stop doing it. Yeah. Because it's almost easy to think, 
had like a dill pickle up on this now. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't because mm. it, they, they sort of have to leave themselves that open to play the way uh, play the way they want to play, especially when they're chasing yeah. the game as well, because they have to commit them men forward. That's what Zach, I mean, Zach kept saying, don't stop, please yeah. carry on what we're doing. And you know, we did, didn't we? We did for the first half. We did. We we should have. We had one, I was saying to you before on one of the different shows, we had that break where it's, I think it's McNeil and Dom. And if he just plays it, Dom's one-on-one -on -one and he waits and then he tries to play it and it hits the, the, the last defender's legs. And then, of course, we have the... It might always hit a Wobie, it was McNeil or a Wobie. And then we have the one where McNeil does brilliantly another brilliant counter-attack and cuts it back to James Garner. And I'm up. I'm thinking it's 4-0. Yeah. And, and the Evertonian in me, as it gets blocked and cleared and then the ref blows the whistle, I'm thinking, was that, was that the moment to just kill the game? Because... Mm. A 3 0, it, sh yeah. it should be over, but you're thinking 4 0. Yeah. Surely not even Everton can concede. Do you know what was no went through my mind? Remember Dembele's miss against Liverpool? Yeah, that's Barcelona 3 0 in the last minute. Well, and they were all, leg, and they were all like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. That's what went through my head right at that moment. That no, was a big chance. Keeper didn't even save it. It was blocked, no, it was wasn't blocked it? By Duncan. It was blocked. Um... But, but we were impressed the way, like Jack just said, he. Even getting three in the look, we didn't just go. Oh, just sit I th in. I think, and it, yeah, because because what it was good was it was the bit we had the bit between our teeth, and I suppose what was important about that is you. I was you know just be, if you get into half time, manager can start making changes. Obviously, they made four subs, mm. but it's that thing, isn't it? Of like, if so, so that was what was working for us. Mm. That was our that was our best form of defence. It was, yeah. was just being on the attack. It was working brilliantly. You almost don't want half time to come. That's why you think we get a fourth now. Because you know they're going to come out second yeah, half. They were a bit got... punch drunk, weren't they, yeah, in the you, first you, half? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to stick or twist. <clears throat> teams are giving instructions. And, they, and especially, the thing about really good teams is, they just continue they doing, what's do, yeah. doing what they know. Mm. And and you watch you watch the likes of City, and how you just keep, and it's yeah. it's perpet, repetitive and repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know it'll work. They know it'll get results. And they don't know how to change. And that's what it was a bit like with Brighton. They knew, they knew what they were doing, but it was getting no results. And mm. we, def we defended amazingly. I mean, Jordan Pickford didn't really have a save to make in the first half. He didn't have any on But just a, lot of, just a lot of those deep crosses that mm. we were just getting ahead to and Michalenko or Patterson or Dwight McNeil were coming back and just getting that ball at the back post. And it was not continuous, but obviously it was, it, the release was us breaking. And mm. to score three... On the break and have two, maybe two other fantastic opportunities. It was it was a phenomenal half of football, best half of football I've seen for a very long time. Absolutely, like you said, to go in three. And I, I do have to single Patterson out here a couple of times when they did play that long diagonal. He was the one coming across and sweeping as well, clearing with his left foot. He done it a couple of times when they looked like they were in, and that was brilliant. And like you said before, the work rate that McNeil put in and the work rate a Wobie was then Garner, James Garner, who who got in. And I think a lot of people, I think it was just simply we hadn't seen him. So when he come into the team and he made, he made his full debut against Fulham, didn't he, at home, and we got beaten, people were like, oh, I'm not sure. And it's like, well, he is only 21 and he's just starting. But I think what we've seen in the two away games, certainly I thought he played quite well at Palace for an hour, but Leicester away and these away, I just thought he's looking more confident now. He's looking more like, I almost like I belong now, whereas at first it is difficult and he's had an injury and all that. And he compliments... He seems to compliment Patricia Garner because even though I think Onana's got a huge ceiling and I want him to take the game by the scruff of the neck, sometimes he doesn't. But I think it almost works better just right now 
with Garner win Idrissa Garner Gay winning the ball and just giving it to James Garner, who's always got his head up, always wants to get on the ball, always wants to knit stuff together. And I think that seems to be work, or certainly the last without going overboard, is a could all it's change worked, again. But at, right it? now, the last two games, it seems to have worked quite well, doesn't it? I think as well, he saw another level of class on the ball that we don't have mm. in the field at the moment, and that's not because he's in Iniesta. Yeah, yeah. But I think one of the criticisms you could say about Decore is definitely not Iniesta. Yeah. yeah, no, that's yeah. That. I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. No, I know what you mean. Much, yeah, yeah. But he's a style of player that we don't have in that midfield. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, Onana played a brilliant pass for the last goal. We'll come but back onto that. But in yeah. terms of um, consistency of his passing, yeah, it's not yeah. always weighted brilliantly. No. You know, Gway probably criticised a little bit too much for it in terms of not passing forwards. I think mm. the criticism for that is sometimes a little bit too harsh. Yeah. But it's not as much a part of his game as it is with James Garner. Mm. So it's nice to have that and it's nice to have a, another option who does things mm. like that. have a mix, yeah. We're not exactly. <laughs> We're not exactly a team, are we, that cut people open. We don't we don't have patterns of play that create the opportunities. You say that we did last night. No, 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 no we're right. not no, though, are right. we? No, we're not a team no. that pulls we're not, right now. we're not a team that pulls you you watch them play yesterday, right? And for for for, for, for us beating them five one, I mean, the second half was ridiculously nervy. Because you watched how they play and you underst you understood why they're so good. Because mm. the way they manoeuvred us around, we just stuck to our guns because we just went, well, we're cleaning up, we just put everyone behind the ball. But the way we did it, the way they did it, you can see how they manipulate. You watch City all the time, you watch how it's just relentless, relentless, yeah. and then it's that one moment and they take the opportunity. So it's not like we've got massive opportunities to create those um, scenarios. So, <coughs> excuse me. So players like Onana don't often get an opportunity to play those kind of balls, or or Garner might might not get uh, James Garner might not get those opportunities to play those balls, and that's why Onana, when you watch him at times, is is his maybe is true. This is why he'll be better in a in a better team. I think is because you'll see more of his true football intelligence come out when he's when it's almost not. Our midfield always seems to be like back to the wall, doesn't it? Mm. They're always, it's a dogfight in there in our midfield. It's not exactly like our midfield sets the tempo. Especially without Dom. Well, exactly. Instead. So it's not like our midfield sets the tempo no. for playing this glorious football, is yeah. it? So it, it can be a dogfight, and I think that's why Onana struggled this season at times. Uh, but Onana, so, uh, sorry, James Garner had... had um, He's got the other side of the game in him because he he played in the championship with Forest. He understands mm. you've got to work hard, you've got to be prepared to do the the dirty work to to get on the ball. And he's he's a bit more of a he's a bit more um, used to that side of things. So and and getting getting behind the ball and having to do the dirty work and it, you know he's 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 done all right the last couple of games. He's, he's done. They both they both had eighty three percent pass succession, uh, pass pass completion rather. Uh, both won. Both as in who? Garner the two Garner, Garner. the two Garners. Oh. Uh, both had sixty-six percent yeah. tackle. One, uh, James Garner completed. Five they only had like thirty odd touches of the ball each, though, mm. didn't they? Yeah, but so I'm saying that's what I'm saying. So it's like so they've had to stick to, their, guns, to, stick to their job. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 where it's where the Corey had ninety percent pass rate, which is a lot for him. Uh, completed That's one of his one of his three. Yeah. We've got his stats. We look at him. In fact, let's look at the core stats right now because he was uh, talking about the midfield and obviously had his goals there. Two shots on target, two goals, two key passes. Completed fifty percent of his dribbles. 
Uh, three tackles out of five. He won. It's an all-round great performance. He done. He done really well. Um, the second half, obviously, they make four changes yeah, at the yeah. break, which was always gonna change the direction of the game. It just was. They were never gonna come out and be chilled where they did. Just they were three 0 down. He could have been four or five. Their manager might have said it should be four 0 and we've got away with that at yeah. the end. We get the first goal. These these might panic. And Everton had to be really on it for the start of that second half. And it was difficult because Solly March did look like the target of Michalenko immediately. And he, he skinned them a few times and, and we had to be wary of it. Jordan Pickford's turned in an unbelievable second half display there. He made three brilliant saves. One from Evan Ferguson, which he pushes onto the bar, which is a tremendous one. He pushed the header onto a post. Mm. Um McAllister's hit the bar as well with Edda. And we did have a real uncomfortable opening 20 minutes to that second half, didn't we? I think they knew they could get back into the game, right? And if they scored, and mm. one thing the manager probably has said to them, if, if you score, these will panic. Mm. Because they would have. Yeah. Mm. And so it, it was important that, I think, watching it, I was thinking, if we can get to 70 minutes and we haven't conceded, it, these can't maintain that level of pressure without scoring. It's just not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. And then eventually they'll take their foot off the gas. If we can get to 70 minutes just seeing it out and then get a foothold in the game, we can just see it out at 3-0. And we got that far and then eventually we managed to actually get a fourth goal as well. And that's when I thought we are safe here. And obviously <laughs> they came back and then I thought, oh no, the time for Everton. I had, I'll but, be uh, honest, I was playing like, 10 minute blocks in my head yeah. so I'm, I'm like that can we like just get to 55 minutes without conceding and they had a th the first three or four minutes of the second half felt like 20 minutes because yeah. like they just it was just like that. and Everton that was the worst spell we had yeah, actually yeah. we couldn't we were clearing it but we couldn't get it to Dom and we were losing it and they it was just well, like wave they changed wave the point of it. attack didn't he it was in the first half it was all down Matoma, the, Matoma it, yeah. on the on, and it was weird that they didn't actually vary it they just stayed primarily on their right hand side mm. and I don't know whether that was to attack Mikalenko or it was actually trying to um, catch Patterson out on the other side and mm. because because you know full back, we've said this quite a lot full back only seems to have one eye um, they seem to always they're always looking that way and they can't see the person yeah. com coming from behind them um, and Mikalenko was exposed again and that's where Dwight McNeil came in, uh, comes in for so much credit in the second half is because of how much he helped Defend again. It was that thing. Sorry, March had Michalenko, you know, inside and out, mm. didn't he? Let's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not having a go, Michalenko. Just pure pace. Mm. He was having him every time, and then he was put. And he, he's very direct as well. Every Mark, time he, he, it looked like he was, it was opening up whether he was going to yeah. get the ball on his left foot. Yeah. Or it was, it was, it was horrifying. Quite frankly, for about ten minutes, wasn't it? But you're right. You have to just go. To me, the mentality was like we're only one nil up here. We defend like we're one yeah, yeah. Don't concede one. Because that's where everyone yeah, gets a little then. bit. You Because the, it's about desperation, isn't mm. it? When you play any team, the longer it goes on, the more they get desperate, the more they do what's going to suit you. We'll just mm. put long balls in. We'll take shots from outside the box. And the longer and longer and longer it goes. And luckily we did. We, some of the defending was brilliant. The goalkeeping was brilliant. The, there was a team thing of like, do not concede. Yeah. You know, and luckily then we get a break, and it's a it's a fantastic break, and it's 
uh, the way the way it finished was just extraordinary. Well, we'd had we'd had up until Amina's head that that one that looked like it was in because it was three 0 at that stage. And that's Kale and beyond Pickford, one of the ones that beat him, and Mina just throws his head in yeah. the way, and it's like we had Patterson clearing things off the far yeah. post, just heading things away, and it was that moment. So like. Let it go out, slow yeah. the game down, you know, try and get it to Dom. And, and we just couldn't get, we just, they got to give them credit. They mixed it up and they brought fresh legs on. And, and we very much had sat and you're just thinking, is it us just sitting or is, are they playing really well? It was probably a little bit of both because it's like you don't want to leave too many gaps because it, it is that thing. If they get one, you're, you start flapping, don't you? But we had that presence of mind and, and we're getting into 75 minutes and I'm thinking I still can't feel like we've won this yeah. game because Newcastle at home a few years ago will not leave my brain soon a lot in injury time he didn't win it's there um but we did have we did have the breakaway and, and the breakaway for the fourth goal was was born out of sheer determination again and, and brilliant from a we, we win the ball back on the edge of our box yeah. Off, I think it might have even been a Brighton corner mm. comes it into was, the box yeah. and we break with it and a Wobie sets off and ends up Solly Mars pulls his hamstring chasing him and it's great strength by a Wobie and brilliant by McNeil the desire because both of those plays were in our box and we break and if we just play it on here we've got the stills for for the fourth just to say what I'm talking about here we've we've got up to the edge of our box here and Alex Awobi that's the pass but without McNeil's desire to get there that's straight back to the goalkeeper mm. and Awobi is probably the only Everton player in the team that could pick that, pass, make that pass really to be fair I, I, I mean I don't think it's a difficult pass no but he's, no, he's the one that plays it and what? that's what I'm saying it's why he gets criticised so, but what I'm actually happy with Awobi there is he does play it mm, no we're not so, no, we're, that's what I'm saying. Mm. it's so easy there yeah. to just well, go I'll go to the corner it reminds me of the ball he put through to Anthony Gordon at yeah, least yeah. early on the season but he plays it through McNeil great desire to get there we take it on Dwight McNeil brilliant run as it gets to this this one now <laughs> that could be the finish first you know can I stop it can I just yeah. guide it past the goalie but he does brilliantly obviously mm -hmm. Lewis Dunk's about to fly in and he, we take it on he sends them both to Chiffy goes round them mm -hmm. carry it on and at this stage I'm thinking is that yeah. a stupid I'm thinking is he gonna <laughs> he is, he gonna, is he gonna leg it and just, just put stops. some tackling because Dwight McNeil's doing that thing and I think yeah. we said that if we have a, is that the last slide I think that might be the yeah. last one. At this stage, we said it on the podcast. We wondering if he's going to take it to the line, put his foot on it. You know, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, you are taking so much care. Yeah, like just he didn't make even. Sure. You know when you see players on the line and they just smash it, yeah. he wasn't even doing that. He was just, it was like walking football, yeah, wasn't brilliant. it? Like blind football the from Father from Ted. Father Ted. Just making it sure was. that they were always had a foot on the ball, no matter what happened. Um, and at that stage, with eighty minutes, yeah. I let out a scream of like, "Thank God." And then Brighton scored. Yeah. And I'll be honest, when it went 4 1, me bottle went. Yeah. And I don't know, it, yeah. it shouldn't have done, but it did. It did. It did. And, and I mean, that was a, that for a, let, I mean, that was a brilliant goal, wasn't it, Jack? The, the fourth goal. Oh, it was great. And to be honest, on that second frame that we had there where he could have took the shot, when he didn't take that, I thought he messed it up. Mm. I thought it was gone then. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he'd ruined it. I thought he was going to overcomplicate it. Aesthetically, and then... it was nice though seeing him celebrate before he scored. I know, but he does Ball brilliantly to do the keeper and the centre back as well. Well, to be honest, and I'm not taking anything away from from Dwight McNeil, I think the centre back does the goalie. Genuinely, well, like, well, no, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from it. It's brilliant, but I think the centre back does the goalie. I think the um... I think the centre back makes up Dwight McNeil's mind. 
because he comes flying in. Well, maybe. But, but he's the, done the money. He's done. He's done him there because mm. he's gone and he's gone. Thank you very much. I'll go the other way. But wasn't it lovely to be three 0 up and see him dummy it and walk that ball into the net for four nil? You're just thinking, oh my god, I'm looking mm. at that. Keep, I'm keep looking at the score and it's like, well, yeah. for about thirty seconds for a change. But I'm seeing four nil and I'm like. 4 nil up away at Brighton it was just like it was a moment so it's stupid because it's one game but just we never go away and we're ruthless we've sort of been surviving on this idea of this squads are a little bit better than where they are in mm. the table and mm. like that that's the belief anyone who thinks we're staying up is living on that belief and despite that we've not had many real strong performances mm. this season no. you know there's been good flashes here and there but it's the first time not just this season but in a while where you haven't had that proper striker available. Honest to God, right? You can't ever, ever overestimate how important it is to have a good front man. It's just if you've got like wingers that like you know like like Liverpool or whatever, you've got wide players that get a lot of goals. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. But we this is not a team that historically has got goals in it. McNeil's having the season, which is the most he's ever scored in the season, which shows you he's having, and hopefully this will be this will be a trend for him. Now he'll trend upwards and continue. I think we spared them on. But I think yeah, I, I think, think we definitely spared I've them, spared them on. Um, but what I'm saying is, you can't underestimate the importance of having a good centre forward who occupy. Like you just said, occupy. He didn't even score a goal on, no. and yet I thought he was superb. And we've played. I keep saying it. It's almost a miracle that we're still able to. We could still stay up. Yeah. We've had no striker all season. Maupai, it isn't right for what we needed. We haven't had that striker to occupy it all. It's why I kept banging the drum for it's important. We get him back and people are, he's this, he's that, he's never coming back. Why do you keep going on about him? This is the reason why I kept going on about him. Because he makes a huge difference. You can't, people forget because he hasn't been fit just how good Dominic Calvert-Lewin is. Is he Harry Kane? No. He's not. He's not Mo Salah. He's not the top, top level, but he is a tremendous centre-forward when he's fit. He's brilliant for us, and if we could put other players around him, he'd be even better. But he having that makes Everton so much better, but it's freed up Dwight McNeil. It's freed up Awobi. It's freed up the core, and that's why you've got a situation there where Everton have gone forward from their own box, and you've got two wide players, Lincoln, One's a Wobie, McNeil's gone right through the middle. And to pull that goal off... Not only that, tremendous. though, that second goal doesn't get scored if he doesn't make that run. No, exactly. the importance of good centre-forward play. And mm -hmm. to be honest, the off-the-ball running was something that Calvert-Lewin did very well in his early Everton years. Mm -hmm. Almost sometimes a bit too much because he'd be out the box yeah, a bit yeah. too often. And that sort of got took away from his game when he learns how to score mm -hmm. because then he became a little bit too immobile, like a bit Penalty stationary. Boxed, like, yeah, yeah, like... Um, just a fox in the box type, and mm. obviously he was good. You've at got that to give well, him something to do as well. Yeah, yeah. but now he's we're seeing him do more off the ball. That's what I'm saying. You've got to give him something to do. Go back to the West Ham game. Go back to the to Frank Lampard's last game. All he does is watch the ball go over his head for the entire game, or crosses going over his head. Mm. Like you've got to give. He's he's a clear. You heard it. See, I've seen it in the comments for videos for for the last five years with Dominic Carvalhoon. Oh, he's rubbish. I told you he was rubbish. He's championship a championship player and all this. It's like his intelligence off the ball. But you've got to give him something to do. Mm. He's not just a battering ram. No. He's an intelligent footballer. And you're absolutely right, Jack, what you're saying there. It's not necessarily about scoring goals. He's, he's learned the intelligence. That, we've seen the last couple of games. He's learned the intelligence of 
the awareness of what's around him. He doesn't even have to touch the ball and he can create a little bit of drama. People are worried about him. Yeah. And it's what it's it's that little bit of mystique of what good centre forwards have. Mm. And anyone who's watched Mopai all season will tell you that. He's not a he's not a terrible footballer, no. of course he's not. He scored gold in the Premier League, but he doesn't have just doesn't have the elements of a modern day footballer. And there was one yesterday where it was like the ball was played down the left-hand side and it looked like he had no chance and he just put the afterburners on and he never got the ball. But it it just it forced them to, have to deal with it. To deal with it. Mm. And then the ball might be kicked up yeah. and it might be and then you can you can start mm. again. Mm. And that's what he gives you. And and yeah, it, and, and again though, but this goes back to again not buying a proper centre forward in the summer, not buying a proper centre forward in January to take the weight off. You shouldn't be relying on one lad. If someone's got an injury problem, you should have another centre forward to bring in and take the pressure up. So so you're not asking the question every week, when's Don back? When's Don back? When's Don back? But he is he, he's absolutely key to us. Mm. Uh, if we got the stats. They do it, yeah. Let's, well, let's, get, let's see how he did, because he, he was brilliant. Let's have a look at his stats from this one. There we go. I mean, that, they no, are, I mean, they're not the not stats. Not that I want. They are stats. They've only Ned they're was there. They They've only Ned was directing. Um, there we go. He won nine of his 13 aerial duels. Uh, he got one assist, completed 50% of his dribble, created one big chance and two key passes. And he, he was brilliant. And as, he was brilliant at Leicester. Mm. And he was brilliant last night. And he played. And obviously, it was that turn. He got the ball rolling. And like you say, Jackie made the run. For the second goal, drag people away from which freed the core up, and he was just you know, he was fantastic. And it's great to have him back. They scored the goal again, and that it cro- that what, in, that it was the and it was a bit mad because it ends up being we got a spawny goal, but it ends up them getting a spawny goal because it hits the post, comes back, it's thingy on the, the shoulder, and loops mm. into the net. And for them, they had a lot of the ball and a lot of crosses. It was probably the only way they were going to see. It was that night for them where they did the bar a couple of times. That was probably the way they were going to get one. But, and again, for a few minutes after it, they had a little rally, didn't they? And you're thinking, just don't concede another right now and make it uncomfortable. But we got to the 93rd, 94th minute and I thought, we've won. Because I was thinking, there's only a couple of minutes Surely left. We not, cannot concede three goals in two minutes. And then we break. Obviously, Amadou Amnan had managed to get himself booked before he'd come on the pitch, celebrating Everton's fourth goal. He Fair got point. a book him for it. He came on the pitch and uh, he was instrumental in Everton's fifth goal. And again, we've got the stills from that. We just have a quick look at these before uh, before we, we wrap up. We're going to have a look now at this. Here we go. So we've this is Onana's on the ball. I've got the arrow as to where he's looking to play. And it's because Dwight McNeil is making the run again. Mm-hmm. It's another deep run. If we take it on, that's the run McNeil's going to make. Here he goes. The ball's come through and McNeil's got a foot race there. And he, you know what? He moves. He, he seems to be getting quicker as the uh, the weeks go on, which is excellent. If we take it on again, he gets to this stage and I've seen, I've seen a Wobie burst and then again it's the two midfield players and you're thinking... Just hit it, because if it, you smash it in the back row of the stand, it doesn't matter, it's, it's a waste of time. Oh, Jeff Hurst. But he did go, they think it's all over, and then we take it on, and it is now. And what an absolutely brilliant finish. And that, you know what? I'd literally said 30 seconds before, it's mad how they beat us 4-1 at Goodison, and we beat them 4-1 here, and again, we break, and it, it's in the roof. Of them. And what a lovely way, and they are big cherry plonked right on the top with that goal, wasn't it? And he absolutely deserved it, because he'd yeah. worked so hard all game. Yeah. You think he was already probably our man of the match mm. for the game, or yeah. absolutely up there, and then to top it off with a finish like that, he deserved it. 
two goals and two assists. I mean, you could say two and a half goals. Oh, yeah, because he forced assists. the own goal. You could, well, you'd be lying if you, you said that. You'd be lying if you said that. But two goals, two assists. No, he, he, never he was brilliant. He was brilliant. And uh, listen, I've been really critical of him, and that's fine. I think you, you, you can be critical of people. Um, but uh, since, I mean, it's. Anthony Gordon leaves the club. He suddenly becomes a regular. I know Sean Dyche comes in, but he was going to be a regular anyway because you've only got two wide players, mm. essentially, or, well, three. Um, but what he's done, certainly with Dyche, is he's, he's, he's Dyche obviously given him a lot of confidence. Mm. And, and last couple of weeks ago, we sat here and we were talking about someone taking responsibility, someone grabbing hold of the situation by the scuff of the neck. And he seems like he, he wants that pressure. And that... From the player that we bought to what he is now, I think that shows a hell of a lot of growth from the player himself. But um, didn't he get booed off last time he played Brighton? Or am I thinking of a different game? Yeah, that Christmas, yeah. Yeah. But it, listen, but that's everyone was getting booed Dwight off. Dwight McNeil, right, has been absolutely dreadful in some games this season, right? Oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, is that the characteristics of him is like, do you know what? He's got that thing of, some, that sometimes happens with Everton players where they respond to the need of what is what is out there. Um, there's a there's an absolute need for someone to score goals in this team. There's an absolute need for someone to be a hero. Mm. There's abs- it's all right. It's not quite like Richardson. Full Bonnie Tyler here. Full Bonnie Tyler. Fair I'm play. telling you now. If Fair there's a play. if there's a tractor fight, you want you this want, fella, yeah. you know, or a dance off. This fella's there for you. you no, but sometimes players respond. There's a need. It's like mm. there's a warmth, isn't it? It's like we're great at saying when people are not good enough, but we're also great as a fan base and grabbing hold of someone and going, we can see the potential of mm. you. And I think he has rose to that. Fair play to him. Listen, when we bought him, from my, in my idea, it was like we'd sold with Charleston and we were buying this fella to replace him. And I just, I, I didn't get it. And I still look at it and think. You've got to buy a player who's better than the player. I know that doesn't always work. But since Dice has come in, Dice has clearly given him a lot of confidence. He's played a lot of games. He looks really fit mm-hmm. as well, which is really important. And for him to be making runs like that at the end of the game is huge. Yeah. But as I said yesterday, I said man of the match, and I actually gave him a 10 on mine. Mm-hmm. But I said the reason he's getting a 10 is not because of the two goals. It's not because of the two assists. It's because the amount of defensive work he did as well to help Michalenko out in that second half. That was just as important as the goals he scored to dig in and go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do what needs to be done. And I thought that was huge yesterday. And that's why for me he was man of the match by a mile. And then pops up in the last minute and does that. We've always said he's got a a rocket of a left foot. Yeah, yeah. But he's just he is growing as a player. And, f- and fair play to him. He's fair only. I mean, he's not. Listen, I my thing was. He had no history of goals, and we were losing the lad that guaranteed us double figures every year. So if that is the replacement, yeah. coming he didn't, he wasn't good at the start. It's mm-hmm. just a fact. People can say they like him, they don't like him. He was poor. He was, but he's got better and better and better and better. And yesterday he was my man of the match by a mile mm-hmm. as well. He was fantastic to weigh in with the goals, the assists. But it was the work rate, and it's because of that work rate, the desire for the fourth and the fifth goal to make them runs. It's and you know mm-hmm. what. Couldn't have happened to a nicer kid to yeah. smash that fifth thing because he just he hasn't stopped running for weeks and yeah. that was absolutely. But I've got no issue with that. I hope, like I said before, I'd love him to get three yeah. and, and finish on double figures. It'd be incredible. Yeah. But 
He's got. He's come big. You said it the other week. We need someone to be a fun for Bonnie Tyler to be a hero, and maybe he is becoming it because we need them goals. And I hope it gets better. Let's just before I go to you, Jack. I just want to look at his numbers from the game. Um, there we go. Um, two shots on target, two goals, one assist. Completed a hundred percent of his dribbles. Created two big chances. Um, I've got some more on that. Forty-five touches of the ball. 13 touches in the opposition box, nine duels, one, one possession back eight times, um, three fouls, one ended up with four shots, created three chances, and two shots. He's on overperforming he's his XG, but he's underperforming his XA, and he's the 13th mm. top goal scorer in the Premier League since Dice took over. So, you, listen, you when you've got that kind of form, you have to mm. take your hat off and go, fair play, mate. I hope you become absolutely yeah. key for us. Because that's what we want, yeah. don't we? We need that. I still think we need another goal-scoring winger in the club and on the right with a bit more pace. But I'll never, ever, ever criticise. I've said for weeks, and, and we've had little disagreements over him, and I said, mm, he's a good squad player. He's got a lovely left foot. Now he's turning that, though, and I'd love that. Mm. I've got no issue I've sitting there. No I've got all. no issue. People say to me, oh, admit you're wrong. Well, if you actually listen yeah. to what I've said, he wouldn't have been the person I'd have gone for. We need the pace yeah. and goals. I've always said he's got a lovely left foot and he works hard. Now he's becoming a player. You go, he's got to play. He's absolutely got to be an Everton team. So to. therefore, that's up to him. And if he goes at this level and mm. continues, I will be absolutely yeah. thrilled. Absolutely thrilled because he's been fantastic of late. Jack? Well, in the absence of goals, he's became a goal scorer. He's our top scorer now, yeah. isn't he? Seven goals, yeah. And that chance that he scored for the fifth goal, seeing Everton players miss much easier chance that we missed easier chances than that in the same game take it back to Leicester we missed yeah. easier chances it's mm. a great finish mm. and that's not just only... needs to do that more doesn't he just yeah. shoot but that's brought on by confidence yeah it is you know the self-belief to be able to do that and that's yeah. because he's now getting rewards for his efforts even when he's been poor this year and he has been poor this year mm. he's never not worked hard no he? he's always no, worked he I remember it's him at Leeds the... early on he was fantastic at Leeds on the I think yeah. he was on the right-hand side in front of Patterson. He was brilliant. Yeah. At Premier League that, level, just working hard isn't enough for a winger because oh. you need you need numbers behind mm. that as well. You need goals and you need assists. Especially for our team, that doesn't yeah. have a load of And goals. then, yeah, in the team that has an absence of that, mm. someone needs to do it. But he's standing up and he's being countered. And mm. last night, you couldn't have asked for anything more from no. Dwight McNeil. No. He was so no. useful at both ends of the pitch. Mm. And, you know, if he can carry that on, then he's the first name in the team. Sheepers, that was his... That's the goalie. That was a brilliant performance. <laughs> no, but Jack's absolutely right. No, it's, it's the both ends. And if he does that, no one, you'll never hear us saying anything. Because we want players like him. We want players who are no nonsense, pull the shirt on and want to work hard well, for you. I want, I, <laughs> I want him. I've said this before. I'm saying this when he was struggling. If you're playing, just simplify your game. Get half a yard, put the cross in. Get half a yard, have a shot. We saw Brentford at home. Another game we scored in the first minute. Come. We're all screaming, shoot, it's a first time, bang, 1-0, we win the game. Mm. Southampton away, come up big with a left foot, bing, just hit it. Just I say to him all the time, Dwight, get it out. Your feet. He scored one against, was it Newcastle? Newcastle, against Newcastle. Therefore, get it out your feet, hit it, all day. Oh, not the corner, the one against uh, Fulham. Fulham from the edge of the box oh, and he yeah. gets it out of his feet and it's in the bottom corner. Do it. I've got no, if you have five, six shots a game, I have no issue. They fizz wide, no problem. 
carries on doing that, he will get them goals, and, and that's exactly what Everton need. But now he's done that, and that's worked. He's clearly playing with more confidence, yeah. and now he can pull off the trick, you think, like he did for his first goal. Mm. I think Dwight McNeil, three months ago, probably doesn't score there because he's mm. playing with a lot less confidence because he's not having the numbers to back up how mm. hard he's working. Mm. Now he's got that. You can, you can do a little bit more. I'd still like him to keep it relatively simple, but mm. in situations where he can, he's shown that he... He can pull that Do you know off. if we had, and this again, this isn't a criticism of Michalenko, by the way, but you know if we had like a Luca Dean behind him, do you think he'd be even better with? Because he'd have that left back that goes beyond him, which means free him up to come inside a little bit and put his foot on it. Yeah, but then I think so. If you traditionally see those type of fullbacks play with wingers who are more comfortable cutting inside, I think McNeil still is quite one footed, mm. isn't he? Mm. Like to go on the Our manager side. wouldn't let the fullback go for what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, Patty lets Coleman and Patterson put it again. Does he don't? Well, Patterson didn't get forward yesterday. I put, a, put about three crosses in the first half. His heat map suggests he, he, he still put about three, but he defended. Well, listen. We, you don't have to cross the halfway line no, if you no. score five no, goals. No, that's, that's a lot uh, of let's have a look at the overall stats from the game. Uh, 23 shots for Brighton, 10 for Everton, but both have five on target. Uh, five big chances to Brighton, four for Everton, 78%. Must, must be below. Uh, Is that the new spot. sweet spot then? 20, it's almost Leicester yeah. and it's circa 2015, but you know, 16. But listen, I'll take that every single day. Absolutely. It was a brilliant result. We could have had more. We could have had more, and you know that's that's what's lovely about it, isn't it? But well, if you it. look at them stats, there mm. more than a double our amount of shots, more than triple our possession. Yeah, big chances created, practically the same. Mm. Mm. We've listen. We've gone there, and and we've won a, a huge, huge game. That's the biggest thing we can say. All the stats can be great. We've had games where we've won the stats and lost the game, and we've had many of them. Um, so I, I, I'll take three more of them where the opposition can have all the ball and all the chances as long as and we win the game. You can take it home with them if they want. They can have it. Hey, listen, we, we won the possession for nearly four years under, or three years under Martin. So there you go. Um, yeah, what a result for Everton. Tremendous, tremendous display. Um, not much more to say, really. We'll be carrying on for a few minutes on Soccer TV Premier doing your comments. Make sure you give the video a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't. It really helps the channel. Let us know what you think in the comments section below about the game. Are you a bit more confident now? Does it give you, is that it? Does it give you confidence? Does it give you loads of confidence? Or are you still a little bit wary? For me, Jack, I mean, how many more, what do you think? How many more points do you think keeps us up? Four points would guarantee you. I, I think so. Three points would probably keep us up. Okay. Pets, what are you thinking? Four. Uh, four, I think, probably would, although, yeah. You never know, though, do you? you like you said, you not everyone would have had that down as a home win. Don't. So, you don't. At least, at least it feels like we are fully in the fight and it's almost in our control again. That's almost, I say. Almost. Gives us a, gives us a, a week, doesn't it? <laughs> the other teams have got bad games. No, no, I'm saying it gives us a gives us a week of joy. Mm. You don't get that many of them, do you? So finally, sorry, just before we go, was yeah. this preparate perfect preparation for City because of the way City play as well? Play no, it very was. similar. It was actually they? it was perfect prep for it. Not having much of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and having to concentrate. And having to play on the counter attack, which will suit us. We we're at our best mm. playing the counter attack. And we know Goodison's gonna be electric, don't we? And, and they're in between two huge games, aren't they, with Real Madrid? So. 
you just mm. never ever know right we're going like i said we're carrying on on top tv premier thanks for watching see you later